0: Welcome to Psych Segments, all kinds of psychology knowledge in tiny segments, hosted by your personal psychology professor and made for the psychology student or student at heart. A podcast that even your mom would approve of. Just ask Freud. Welcome back to Psych Segments. I'm glad to have you with me today. And if you're following along with a calendar, it is the beginning of fall semester. So for many of you, that means going over the intro chapter in Psych 101, and that means covering research methods. Now, one of the most common topics to talk about in research methods is the understanding of what a correlational study is. So what if I told you that there was a strong, positive correlation between the amount of margarine consumed in the U.S. every year and the divorce rate in Maine? Does this mean that if you had a slice of toast with margarine on it this morning, that you are directly causing marital failure in the state of Maine? Well, not exactly, and that's because correlations are not the same as experiments that can show causation. And that's one of the most fundamental things about this type of statistical analysis and research. So let's talk about what correlations are. A correlational study doesn't set out to show cause and effect. It is attempting to show a relationship, and sometimes a lack thereof, between two variables And since we're not looking to establish cause and effect, we don't have to worry about things like control groups and other issues that you would in a typical experimental study. So one correlation that I've seen demonstrate itself over and over almost every semester that I've taught is the correlation between student attendance in class and their overall course performance. The reason why this would be a correlation and a strong positive or direct correlation at that is because when we see attendance go up, we traditionally see a stronger or higher overall course average, but it's not cause and effect. For instance, if you attend every single class during the course of the semester, it is not guaranteed that that will cause you to get an A. And while I would love to say that that's the case, there are students who come every single class and still struggle to make a C. On the flip side, you also can't say that not coming to class is going to cause you to fail because there are those students that are kind of flippant with the attendance policy but still somehow manage to make an A in the course. So it's not causation. Attending class doesn't cause your grade to go up, but there is a strong correlation, meaning there is a relationship between attendance and overall course performance. With correlations too, you also can't point to which variable causes the other one because there is no causal direction. For instance, do people who do well in school just naturally attend class more, or is it attending the class that would cause you to do better? Because we can't answer that again, this is only a correlational structure. The numerical way that we demonstrate what relationship exists between two variables when doing a correlational study is something called the coefficient of correlation or the correlational coefficient. This is a number that represents the strength and the direction of the relationship by using a decimal. So all correlation coefficients go between negative 0.9999 all the way to positive 0.999. We would never see a correlation coefficient of 1 because 1 would assume that there is a direct cause and effect, meaning the relationship is 1 for 1. So the stronger the number for the correlation coefficient, the stronger the relationship. A 0.73 correlation is going to be much higher than a 0.29. So to look at strength of relationship you simply look at the number. Now the negative or positive sign in front of it doesn't indicate strength that's only the number the sign indicates the direction. So if there's a positive sign and often in math we don't actually write the positive sign we simply assume it's there. A positive correlation coefficient would state that the two variables are related and move in the same direction meaning when one goes up the other tends to go up or when one goes down the other tends to go down so for instance like we discussed earlier the better your attendance in class the higher likelihood you're going to do well in the class or you could say the lower my intake of fat the lower my risk of heart disease Whether they're moving up or down, since they're moving in the same direction, the variables are considered to have a direct relationship. Now, if the correlation coefficient has a negative sign in front of it, this simply refers to the fact that you have an indirect or inverse relationship between the two variables. So for instance, the more I exercise, the lower my risk for depression. The more I exercise is a variable that's going up while my risk for depression is going down. The likelihood that I get depressed is lower because the other variable is going higher. Now do those things cause each other? No, but we see an inverse or indirect correlation that's actually pretty strong. So to look for the strength of the correlation, you look at the number. To look at the direction, you look at the sign. So that's kind of an overview of correlational research in a nutshell now if you're interested in this and you found the statistic about the divorce rate in maine interesting i encourage you to check out a website called spurious correlations on that website they have all kinds of very interesting data points showing very strange variables being related with a high correlation coefficient for no apparent reason, and that's possible because, again, correlational studies do not show causation. So I encourage you to attend class, I encourage you to study, but I can't necessarily say it's absolutely going to cause you to get an A. However, listening to this podcast will also help. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you just started a new semester, you probably don't have a test for a good number of weeks, but it's never too early to start studying. If you've enjoyed today's episode of Psych Segments, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook for more psychological knowledge and to suggest topics for future episodes. This podcast exists so that you can survive Psych 101. Thanks for listening.